Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me the amazing Lori Ann Rising, who is an international award-winning author, spiritual, and intuitive mentor for women. Hey, Lori. Hey, how are you, Anika? I am good, especially for New Year. Seems to be awesome. crazy, just like 2020, so I guess we better put our big girl britches <laughs> on and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's off to one heck of a start, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, the first what last year as we were doing, you know, uh, social media and stuff for for 2021. You know, we're like, oh, leave 2020 behind. And just this morning, I was typing something up, and I'm like, hey, not much different. I guess it's we just gotta stay ready. So as we thought it was gonna, you know, calm down, a lot of times things are preparation for what's to come. So. You know, honestly, I I didn't feel like it was going to calm down personally, at least not for a while. So it didn't surprise me. It's heartbreaking, honestly. And it's one of those situations I really wish I was wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but having spent my marriage with a narcissist, knowing that the absolute most difficult, most tumultuous time in that kind of relationship is the ending of it. Um, I was like, you know what? It's going to get worse before it gets better. Yes. You that's know, you're just... right. You are absolutely right. And, and I think that's the fear a lot of people have is because, you know, it's going to get bad, but you know, the sun does shine after the storm. Yes. And, yes. you know, I think that's where our resilience comes from is, our storms and it's so ironic that you have that backdrop but it's, <laughs> it's absolutely true you know people are always like well how do you get by and how do you do it and it's like I stay ready because everything is a storm everything is a test everything is a lesson it's just a matter of what you do with it how you approach it and and you know your perspective on it so can you start off by telling everybody who you are and what you do yeah so as you mentioned I'm Lorianne Rising uh, I'm, my book is called You Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. It did um, earn an international award. And it is a book uh, written for women, really around that process of, you know, those moments we sort of start becoming aware in life that like we're off track, something's not working, even if it worked before, it's not anymore. We're asking questions like, who am I? What do I do next? And those questions, of course, after the last year and now are coming up even more for people. Um, as people are losing jobs, the unexpected has happened. It really jars our world. And the things we thought were important suddenly aren't. And we're left in a place of feeling like we're lost in the wilderness. And so my work is really around helping women reconnect with what I call their wise one within so they can recenter and walk through that wilderness to being and becoming who they're really born to be so that they can create a life they've been craving from the inside out. So interesting because when you say that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're told to to narrow down and, and determine who exactly is our target audience. And you just, you just kind of categorized every woman I know. 
<laughs> that unfortunately that can be true in so many ways and i keep hearing that as well it's like oh you're too general you're too broad no like, i definitely well, don't mean maybe. it in that way <laughs> what i meant by it is the fact that because you know everybody tells me that and i'm like that's not true what i what i meant is that you know as i've been doing this research on my phd i, I think about the fact that you know our identity is like a lifelong struggle because just when we wrap our minds around being a mom or being a wife, those titles change, whether it's empty nest syndrome or divorce or, you know, or, you know, losing a child or whatever it may be. But, you know, we spend our life really trying to understand what we're supposed to be doing, you know, where we're supposed to be right now, how we're supposed to be thinking, how we're supposed to be feeling. We spend our whole life doing that over and over and over again. And so when people wonder, you know, why do I need a coach or why, you know, why does she do what she do? Because we all need somebody to help us process these things because it's an ongoing, it's a lifelong process. Absolutely. And I think for women, it's particularly challenging because so many of us are taught that our first responsibility is to take care of everybody else, even yep. to the point of our own detriment. Yep. And in our 20s, with the hormones and everything else, we're far more likely to do that. It doesn't mean we all do, things are shifting, but those of us, especially a little bit, you know, 30s, 40s and older, are, are in a, also a transition period where we're starting to realize, hey, I'm miserable. This isn't working for me. I'm at breakdown mode anyway. On top of that, our hormones start shifting and it happens in men too. So the balance of estrogen and testosterone shifts. In women, estrogen goes down. So percentage-wise, we feel the effects of the testosterone more, which means we become more assertive instead of passive as we get older. Men do the reverse. And so you see sort of a role reversal and I've talked with older people and they all talk about it. It's so fascinating. It's why many times we might have difficulties with our fathers, but then they become really great grandparents. It's like, why weren't you that way before? Tell me about it. Because <laughs> the, the hormones shifted, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> it's this, on one hand, this natural process that's happening internally, and now we've also got a world that feels completely upside down that's triggering this emotionally and spiritually as well. And so we're in this place of like, how do I take care of myself without abandoning the people that I love and appreciate? All of my values and priorities are shifting and changing. What do I do with this internal and external chaos? Yep. And so for women, we still have that tug of, but I want to take care of other people. Mm -hmm. And the balance needs to shift so that I can feel sane and happy and centered also. And those life adjustments can get really interesting. And everyone's journey is different. Um, the further out of alignment, we are when that journey starts i think sometimes the harder it is because there's more things to adjust to bring back into alignment uh, i would say my own personal story is on the much harder more extreme end 
but not everybody goes through those extremes. Mm -hmm. But there is still that internal like, but if I do this, then I feel guilty because it might hurt somebody else or I might disappoint them. We have to practice boundaries. We have to reprioritize. We have to have a lot of hard conversations and make some pretty difficult decisions to start taking care of us. And I think that's where the help comes because Absolutely. so many people know what they need to do. It's just figuring out how to take the first steps. So what is your advice for someone who has had this epiphany, this revelation that we all have, because mind you, I'm turning 40 in six months and I've already had the midlife, midlife crisis at 35. Now I don't know what to call this. It's just another crisis, but I'm going to say it's a revelation or an epiphany. I really think it's the maturation process, you know, but what is your advice to someone as we are in the beginning of a new year and they know that they need boundaries and they need, you know, to manage their time wisely. And maybe they're just stepping into 2021 choosing them, which is what I, my motto, I choose me. You know, I've been, I've been a mom since I was 24. And from that day, I've put my kids first. It was not about me. I didn't know who I was when I became a mom. And now I'm like, Hey, she's kind of cool. I like dating her. I like going out on my own. I like taking myself to eat. I like going for walks on the beach the last three plus hours. What is your advice to that woman who has been through the things that you have been through and, and knows now that, hey, it is okay for me to do me, but how do I do that? I, I, I honestly hope there isn't anybody else who's gone through what I've gone through. Um, <laughs> but that aside, I would say the first steps are really much of what you described. Start dating yourself. Make time for you. Take baby steps. This is not something that you're going to have the answer to overnight. As much as we journal about it or scream to the universe, just give me an answer. What am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? It's supposed to be a process. It's supposed to be something we wrestle with so that we can really commit to it when we get there because it's something that is transforming us as we go. This is not a, a, a switch that we flip. Every once in a while we might have those aha moments, but most typically it's an identity crisis mm -hmm. and that takes time because there's a part of us that has to come apart in order for the new pieces to begin to be put in place. And the deeper that crisis is happening, the deeper the struggle. And it becomes emotional, it becomes spiritual, it can adjust every aspect of our external lives in the process, and that can become difficult as well. We have opportunities every day to make big and small decisions. First and foremost, focus on the little ones. Start checking in with yourself and go, is this what I really want? And I'm talking like, even for dinner, is this what I really want to eat or am I doing it because it'll make somebody else happy? What do I really want tonight? Do I really want to sit for three hours in front of the TV just because that's our habit and that's what we've always done and it makes somebody else happy or is there something I wanna do instead? You know, and those seemingly little things build that muscle so that when it comes to the larger ones, they get easier and easier. Yep. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, 
a lot of times we we hear you know that we need to journal or we need to take time or whatever but literally documenting these things or making a to-do list or taking baby steps or just you know even acknowledging what we want to do because I find myself doing what I want to do and then I feel guilty because I'm like but wait should I have done that but I'm like you know what I did what I had to do so that I could do what I want to do and and that's what we have to give ourselves permission to to do mm-hmm. that because that's literally what what we've we've all waited for we've waited for validation we've waited for all these things but it's like we're looking or we're seeking permission externally versus tapping into our intuition to know what we actually like what we actually want to correct things that that we've done in the past out of being people pleasers or you know out of being submissive out of being abused out of you know whatever it is but you know we have to give ourselves permission to grow permission to heal and permission to do what we need so that we can thrive. Absolutely. And I love that you bring up the shame and the guilt factors, those emotional things, because we really have to stop and look at why is that there? Because so much of that comes from that lifelong training of what we should be doing is taking care of other people. And if we're not, and they're not happy, somehow that's our responsibility. No, it's not. There is a place at which, you know, when our kids are super little, there are certain responsibilities we do have, but it's still not the same as like, well, it's my job to make my child happy. No, it's our job to help make sure they're safe and learn how to be functional and happy in the world or manage those times they're not, but I still can't make my child happy. Mm-hmm. It's still an internal thing for them. And we have confused those boundaries, especially for women. I mean, the thing is, you never hear men having these conversations. You not. never hear men talk about, well, I feel guilty for going to work and not spending time with my kids. Hmm. You know, you don't hear men talking about, well, you know, or or the idea of like, well, why isn't being mom enough? Why do you need something else? We don't say those things to dads ever. You know, why isn't dad just being enough? Why do you have to go to work? Like there's a double standard at work that women have internalized. And sometimes I refer it to, to it as the internalized patriarchy or internalized misogyny, depending on the situation. And those are things that we have to dismantle within ourselves first. And so sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to disappoint other people and be okay with that. And if we're empaths, oh my goodness, that is a double whammy. Because not only do we feel our own guilt, But being an empath, we're picking up on other people's feelings. So now we feel their disappointment or anger or sadness, and we know it's our fault. So now there's that level too. And we have to work through that. And it's a gradual process of pulling back, allowing other people to be who they are. It's okay if they're sad or disappointed we can teach them how to respect our needs too. And that creates a healthier relationship in the long run, not a worse one. Absolutely. And I was listening to you and even as an empath, you know, we also feel the emotions. I know we, you know, I have fibromyalgia. We have, you know, 
physical manifestations of emotional feelings. And so a lot of, a lot of women have these, these things and don't know it, don't understand it. And, and I think it's time for us to give ourselves permission to, to learn, learn about our body, learn about our mind, learn why we feel the way we feel so that we can better control. And as you state, be a better healthy human. So can you tell everyone about your book? You mentioned it, but can you tell everyone what it's about and where to find it? Yeah, so You Rising is really, I wanna say it's a values-based process. It goes through the three aspects. First of all, what does it mean to become aware? And that can be a real double-edged sword. I mean, you know, I, I kind of, think of it like, you know, when you discover the faucet dripping, our first response is typically not, oh, goody, you know, right? <laughs> it's usually, a, oh, crap, now I got to deal with that, right? And yet, discovering it doesn't mean it wasn't leaking, it already was. It was literally costing us money down the drain. So discovering it is actually empowering. Now we have choices and opportunities. So working with this idea of awareness, how to become aware, as well as what the language is of our intuition. I find a lot of women in particular uh, are disconnected from that. But there is a language that is going on that's very natural that we were born with and we can tap back into. And it goes over what values are, how to identify them, how to work with our intuition, and how to bring our lives into alignment. Uh, the last third of the book is actually a process to work through that can be used in journaling uh, or workshop format, those types of things, step-by-step -step approach to creating alignment. And at the end of the book, I've also added a chapter by chapter discussion guide. So if women want to form groups and do a book discussion type of thing and work through it with a community, those resources are actually in the book itself. And it's available on Amazon. I've got a link to it on my website as well at laurieandrising.com. Awesome. And you just mentioned your website. Um, I want to thank you so much for being here and I will definitely put the links to your book and your website in the description. Is there any last words of advice that you have for everyone in 2021? Oh, really? My, my thought for the year is self-care and stay church. There is so much turmoil going on. Give yourself the opportunity to pull back, find a place to center you and connect within before making huge decisions. This is really a time to recenter, regroup, and decide who we want to be in the next three to five years. Because those decisions are the daily choices we make. The little things we do today are going to create that future. So being conscious of it is huge. And if you're looking for support, I am opening women's mentoring groups this year. There's information on my website as well. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Anika. I really appreciate it very much. All right, you ladies and guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. And you know what I'm gonna say, stay powerful. <laughs>